This week on the Tech Night Out Live, we'll be featuring podcaster and commentator Kirk McElhern. We'll focus primarily on the reports of serious security bugs in computer chips from as far back as 1997. Oh boy. A little bit later, we'll hear uh, encore performance from Jeff Gamut of the Mac Observer on the Tech Night Owl Live. Yeah! Kirk, welcome back. Hope you had a great New Year's Eve. Hi, Gene. Happy New Year. Well, we're trying. We're trying. All right. So I wanted to get into the beginning of this here. Last few days, we hear about a possible flaw in Intel chips, and we learn now that it basically affects ARM chips and basically any kind of chip with this technology, it's existed for as long as 20 years. Now, you have all these hackers going after Macs and Windows and Linux machines and iPhones and Android phones looking for flaws. How was this sitting there undiscovered for 20 years, Kirk? Well, this is a vulnerability that really arises from the technology that's used in CPUs. So a CPU is central processing unit. It's the processor that does most of the work on a computer. Every computer you own has a number of different processors and chips, and there's going to be one for the video. There's going to be one to manage audio. There's going to be one to handle your USB ports. There's going to be a number of them that do different things. But the CPU is the most important one. It's the one that determines how fast your computer operates, and it's the one that does all the serious heavy lifting. Now, modern CPUs use something called speculative execution. And this is really interesting. What it does is it's a way of making the computer work even more quickly by the, the CPU reads the code and calculates a number of things before it knows what it needs to do. Now, let me give you an example for this. If, if you look at computer code, one common element in the code is an if-then routine. And the code would be like, if you flip a coin in its heads, then do this. And that would be followed by, if you flip a coin in its tails, then do this. So you're telling the code that you have two possibilities of events that can happen. And the CPU, when it looks at this, it could either do the one if-then and then do the second if-then, or what it's doing here is it's doing both of them before it knows what the answer to the if question is. Now, there could be thousands of lines of code for heads or tails. So the computer is really looking ahead and it's doing it so fast that it saves time because it's already determined what comes next before it knows which way it's turning in the fork in a road. It's evaluating everything before it even has time to guess. So it means that once it guesses, it's already made the evaluation and it can move ahead much more quickly. This is a really simplified example, but 
think that everything that you do on a computer goes through the CPU every time you click a button, every time you raise the volume or lower the volume, every time you open a window. And many of these things are based on pathways that have multiple possibilities. So if the computer can already calculate what's going to happen when it determines which possibility you've selected, at that point, it just speed thing, speeds things up quite a bit. Okay, now what is this flaw? Well, the flaw is that everything a CPU does is stored in your RAM, your memory. The code is read, the code is injected to the CPU, and the results come back into the RAM. So what happens is um, the pathway that's chosen in the program is stored in the RAM, and then the computer keeps working on that pathway. But the pathway that's rejected is still in the RAM. It's not erased securely. Uh, and, and what this means is that this is really complicated for this to happen, but it would be possible for a malicious application to read elements that are in the RAM that aren't in the pathway that's selected. Now, the, the real problem here is that the pathway that's selected is secure. There's sandboxing. An app can't read what's going on in there if that app isn't responsible for that part of the RAM and the code and, and all that. But the rest of this isn't secured. It's not protected by sandboxing. So let's take an example where you've entered a username and a password um, in a web browser, and there are two paths that the computer or the CPU is calculating, and both of these paths have to send the username and the password. One of them is going to be chosen, and the other one's going to remain in memory, and the risk is that a malicious app can access that information. Again, why was it not discovered? It sounds obviously well, you're simplifying something that's very complex. Yeah, it's extremely complex. And, and, and I'm guessing as to why it wasn't discovered is because sandboxing is relatively recent. Um, so if you go back five years, you didn't even have sandboxing on most computer operating systems. And you didn't have that sort of protection that prevents apps from accessing information, data, and in particular memory that other apps are using. So it's very possible that while this existed 20 years ago, no one really would have been able to exploit this vulnerability very well for all kinds of reasons. The way memory is managed, memory gets overwritten as you go on. And if you have less memory, then the memory is overwritten more often. Sandboxing may have something to do with it. There could be all sorts of variables that, that I'm not really aware of. This is really low-level stuff. I mean, I generally look at software, not this kind of, you know, CPU-related hardware. Um, so this is really complex stuff. Okay. So apparently what's happened here is the makers of the chips, the makers of the operating systems knew about this for a while, but it only became public and when they were ready to start releasing patches for it. Well, there was some talk about this in November. And this is the point that the actual vulnerabilities were discovered, um, but none of it was made public in the sense of saying exactly how it works, because you don't want to do that until the patches are available. If you're running a Mac or an iOS device and you're up to date with the latest operating system, so iOS 11.2, uh, Mac OS 10.13.2, tvOS 11.2, then you're up to date for one of the two risks. They have really great names. One is called Meltdown and the other is called Spectre. Um, so Meltdown has been fixed ah, in these three Spectre, operating systems. Spectre, yes, Spectre. Exactly. I was thinking, you know, James Bond, right? 
So Apple has fixed this um, for Meltdown. They've issued um, updates in, in their operating systems. They say that watchOS did not require an update because it's a much simpler device and maybe it doesn't even use this sort of uh, um, speculative execution. Spectre, on the other hand, is potentially more dangerous because it could be exploited by a web browser running JavaScript, which could mean that you could go to a website and the website could run JavaScript in your browser that could eventually access something. Um, they haven't yet released a security update. They will soon. One of the issues with Spectre is that apparently the fix can lower the performance of your CPU, and in some cases, by as much as 30%. Now, Apple is saying that their tests show that there's an impact of less than 2.5% on performance for this fix, but it's not clear whether other manufacturers or other operating systems will have more or less of a performance hit than that. And that's only in one specific web browsing performance indicator. Right. So they tested in a, in one um, benchmark and they haven't tested it in everything. And, and as we know, if we ever look at benchmarks, all these benchmarks are different. Obviously, they choose the one that's most favorable to them. I, I don't think we as average computer users have to worry too much about the performance. I, I think this is more of an issue for people who run data centers and, you know, high power applications that are constantly working, you know, web servers, things like that, that constantly have to react. We, we uh, I'm in front of my iMac. It's currently using about 8 to 10% of my CPU. We've got more to come on the CPU bug with Kirk McElhern on the Tech Night Owl Live. <laughs> Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Are you happy washing your hands with harsh chemicals? Are you happy doing laundry with detergents? Are you happy paying high prices? Find your happiness with Pure Soap. These all-natural, earth-friendly Pure Soaps are the very best you've ever used. Buy in bulk. Get a 12, 36, or 48-month supply. Or get items individually and still save big. You're getting soap products twice as good as what you're using now. Earth-friendly and natural soaps. Your family deserves the best. Happiness is 5starsoap.com. Why not put your money up the drain for a change? See them at 5starsoap.com or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Cal Ben Soap Company can save you thousands of dollars and give you good old-fashioned real soaps that are triple concentrated. Soaps made from vegetable and coconut oils. See their full selection of soaps at 5starsoap.com. That's F-I-V-E starsoap.com or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. 
anytime, any place, anywhere. Radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, and like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat, I would flip-flop all night long, I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed, it's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. Fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center-cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA Pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready-to-eat right from the pack bacon. Or warm and served. Life-saving, ready-to-eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at FullyCookedBacon.com. FullyCookedBacon.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. We have Kirk McElhern, and we're talking about the CPU bug affecting all the chips made for many years. Potentially billions of devices out there impacted. Apple has released already fixes for Mac OS, iOS, tvOS affecting the operating system, and they're coming up with a fix for the browser. Now, the browser is more difficult to hack or less difficult for hackers to gain control? Well, it's hard to know. The thing about a browser is it's sort of a gateway to anything. Any any malicious website um, can run JavaScript and do all sorts of things. The other vulnerability seems to require that you install something that works on your computer. It wouldn't have the same kind of remote access. It may be harder to fix the browser issue in part because it, it's more exposed to different things. You know, you've got a, a, a finite number of apps on your, your computer they don't change very much. You go to so many websites, however, you could go to dozens of different websites every day. Some websites will embed code from other websites, and particularly for advertisements and all that. Um, so it's much more complex to deal with browser threats than it is to deal with threats that are physically on a computer. Okay, now, here's where we see the fear-mongering. Apple is the first operating system provider to announced that they release patches. In fact, 
you'll go into this in a moment. I think they did an excellent job of documenting it. But we're already seeing scare headlines. Apple eyes fix for chip flaw, leaving consumers without secure web browsing. It doesn't mention Windows at all. I mean, Windows still has a 90% share of the market. So this disconnect makes no sense to me. Yeah, I haven't seen any of that. Everything I've seen has focused more on Intel. But of course, that has um, widened to cover Intel and ARM-based chips. These are the two main CPUs that, that we use. What is it? CERT, the Computer Exploit Readiness something, which is sort of sponsored by Homeland Security. They're, they're the group that issues um, official notes about vulnerabilities. They actually came out and said that the only way to fix this was to replace all the CPUs. Now, today they sort of took a step back and said, well, no, maybe they can be fixed. So the first statement here is that you might have to replace all the chips, which is, of course, preposterous. Well, it's preposterous, and it would sort of tank the entire computer industry around the world, uh, you know, paying what it would cost to replace all these chips. And, of course, it would be the manufacturer's responsibility. And it would be Um, impossible because there's so many people with older computers with the chips not even in manufacture anymore. Well, you'd have to draw a line at some point. Um, One article I saw said that Intel is going to be releasing firmware updates for 90% of chips it's made in the last five years. This this is a broad problem, and it's not it's not the problem of a particular manufacturer. It's just the way processors work. The the cert notice that talks about this vulnerability. So they first said to replace them. Now they, and then they said they didn't. Just two hours ago, I was recording another podcast and talking about this, and I was looking at their notice, and they listed about ten vendors who were affected, which include um, AMD, Apple, ARM, Intel, Microsoft, Mozilla, etc. And I just looked back. And they've added four more. NVIDIA, who makes video um, cards, OpenSUSE Red Hat and SUSE Linux, who are three different Linux distributions, CentOS, which is another operating system, and even Amazon, because I think the Amazon Web Services platform, which is the platform that powers most e-commerce and big websites in the world, they probably use some proprietary hardware. Kirk, while you were talking... I looked over the updates that my web server receives. I have a web server, a Linux web server, which are, all our sites are run on. It uses CentOS 7.4, which is the current version. It uses Xeon processors, twin processors, six cores each, 12 cores. Now, four files were updated. CPU power, Intel microcode, to U code, CPU power, another CPU power for a different directory, and another Intel file. Four files updated overnight. Do I assume that perhaps those files, because of the relationship to the CPU and Intel, were related to this issue? They might be, they might not be, because as you know, there are always updates for, for this sort of operating system. Um, CPU power, maybe. Um, the thing that says Intel, that seems more likely. Okay, continue, please. One thing I wanted to point out is it's not just this list of vendors isn't just hardware manufacturers. It's also companies that make web browsers. So it's Mozilla that makes Firefox. It's Microsoft who makes their own browser. Um, It's Google for Chrome. It's Apple for Safari, as well as Apple's hardware. This is a list that started on the 3rd of January. We're recording this on the 5th, and it looks like this is going to continue to be updated as more vendors basically come out and and admit that they're affected. 
At the end of the day, obviously, they're working on things. Intel's going to release firmware. Apple's doing their bid. I assume we'll hear from Microsoft soon enough. So having this all happen now, the danger is that while they're waiting to patch things, now the hackers can see this and try to exploit it. It actually might be more dangerous between the time that we see the patches. Well, it's not so clear how easy it is to exploit. I haven't seen anything yet that has talked about exploits in the wild that are affecting this. But, you see, this is the way computer security works. When they find out that something's wrong, um, they start working on a solution. And as I said, Apple's already their operating system for one of these problems. Um, they start working on a solution. Then they'll publicize it at a certain point. The risk, of course, is that some hacker finds a way to get around this easily and that this could affect a number of people who aren't updated. You know, we, using Apple products, we get updates relatively quickly, but people on Android phones may never get updates for this. Right. That's the real big issue here. If you want to worry about where it's safe to browse, that article is fear-mongering. It doesn't mention Android. Where's the fix there? How does Google send it out to a billion or two billion devices that can never receive operating system upgrades. The other thing here is, how far back do you go? Intel's going to go back five years. What does Apple do? How far back do they go? They generally only go back two operating system versions. Um, I have a feeling they're going to have to go back a little bit further here. But uh, again, they it, it's, you know, on the one hand, this time is money and issuing a security update and testing it has cost them money. So are they tempted to not go back too far because they know that there aren't too many people using older computers with older operating systems? Um, but on the other hand, if you look on the Windows side, I'm sure there are millions of Windows 98 computers still running, uh, people do, who never updated after that. And, you know, there is a risk, but there is a constant risk, whether it be a hardware vulnerability or a software vulnerability, um, risks are everywhere. Uh, I think that this one's surprising because of the way it functions because it really touches at the, the very lowest level of code execution on a CPU. Um, and, and it affects pretty much every CPU made in a long time. But we don't know yet if it will be easy to exploit. More to come on the Tech Night Owl Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNTeam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, 
Get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Message and data rates may apply. Oh my gosh, that's Frank Thomas. No. Yes, that's him. Go ahead. Excuse me, are you Frank Thomas? Yes, I am. I bet you get recognized a lot. I was a pretty good ball player. You were? Some people thought so. Sorry, we recognize you from those Nugenics commercials. Oh yeah? That's great. So does Nugenics really work? Oh yeah, I really can feel the difference. My workouts are better, and I feel a lot more energetic. I wish my husband would use Nugenics. It's so easy to get started. All you have to do is send one simple text. Text the word PRIME44 to 42. 424 for a complimentary bottle of award-winning Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Its unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help a man feel stronger, leaner, more energetic, and more passionate. And you're going to like the difference, too. Text PRIME44 to 42424 for a complimentary bottle of Nugenics. Samples are not available in stores. Text PRIME44 to 42424. Non-attorney paid spokesperson. Could your house go into foreclosure? Are you behind on your mortgage payments? Does it seem like the bank has no interest in helping you save your home? And you feel like you have nowhere to turn for help? Then we have good news for you. Foreclosure Protection Services can help save your home as they specialize in foreclosure assistance. That's all they do. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, or been the victim of a predatory loan, it's critical that you call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-667-9035. Their network of attorneys and their agents are available to speak to you now. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, Foreclosure Protection Services can help stop the foreclosure process. Call today before it's too late. New laws are in effect that may save your home. Call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-667-9035. 800-667-9035. That's 800-667-9035. Does the current world crisis in North Korea or our domestic crisis right here in America concern you? Well, I know it concerns me. My friends over at Legacy Food Storage have solutions in the event there's the inevitable. What's the inevitable? Civil unrest, a run on your local grocery store. And here's my question to you. If this happens, how do you feed your children? How do you feed your grandchildren? Legacy Food Storage has the solutions. In fact, they can help you implement a simple plan to take care of your needs in the event of the inevitable. By calling them right now, I have authorized them to give you a special 20% discount at checkout by simply using GCN. Call 888-543-7345 or visit them at LegacyFoodStorage.com. That's 888-543-7345 or visiting them at LegacyFoodStorage.com. Make sure you use GCN at checkout for an incredible 20% discount. Don't be a victim. Take control of your life now. Live with Gene Steinberg, it's the Tech Night Owl, because you never know what's going to happen next. So we're going to start moving beyond the... CPU bug, except to point out that Apple really, really issued a long forthright document explaining the problem and what they've done to mitigate. Mitigate doesn't mean eliminate. It means to reduce. 
the possibility of this being exploited. Yeah, it's a funny word to use because they don't often use that. They talk about security updates and security fixes and patches. Um, it, it's not entirely clear that it's 100% protected. So it, it's hard to know. But it, it is one of the best ex explanations of this that I've seen. In, in, you know, in a very short time, they explain what this is doing um, and why this is an issue. They don't explain as well what happens to that bit of code that's not used, the fact that it's in memory. Um, they, they say that these exploitation techniques abuse speculative execution to access privileged memory, including that of the kernel from a less privileged user process, such as a malicious app running on a device. That really doesn't explain what it's doing. Um, it doesn't explain that it's accessing um, code that could contain sensitive information, passwords, usernames, credit card numbers, you know, anything. Well, I think they were trying to be too conservative about that, but at least they got a pretty good explanation, a lot more than Apple gives you. Maybe they learned the lesson with the so-called throttle gate or battery gate issue, where they needed to tell people, this is why we slow down the older iOS devices with deteriorating batteries. And if they were that descriptive when it all started they wouldn't have suffered the consequences and so maybe they're sensitive now enough to quickly release detailed information maybe it's not as detailed as we'd like it but it's a hell of a sight better than apple's done before well it's funny because the battery issue is relatively simple hey iphone user your battery's not as good as it used to be we're slowing down your phone that doesn't require any complicated explanation Whereas here, it's extremely complex and complicated, and, and I'm willing to bet that most people aren't going to understand this document. See, we're dealing with two different parts of Apple, the security side and the actual consumer-facing hardware side. Um, on the security side, these are people who are trained to document and explain these things very carefully. Um, if you look at some of Apple's security updates, the, the information that they talk about, you'll see this sort of explanation. The difference here is it's just a bit longer and a bit more detailed. Um, on the consumer-facing side, Apple has never been very good at explaining things. Remember, you know, the whole problem with which iPhone was it that, that didn't have good reception and, and Steve Jobs famously said, you're holding it wrong? Right, um, the iPhone that, that, 4, the iPhone 4. Yeah, that, that is the history of Apple as far as consumer-facing information is concerned. Exactly, and maybe they learned a lesson there because the information they released about batteries is much more descriptive than you get from most vendors. And going back into technology, the limits of the technology, what they had to do. And as you say, when this update was released, the original one from last year, I think 10.2.1 or something, it said addressing the problem of iPhones unexpectedly shutting down. If they right. just added a sentence or two, by reducing CPU power under extreme loads or something. It could have been done with a phrase or a sentence. But if they had done that or put up a prompt when the battery was in need of replacement, they would have avoided all this. Yeah, but they would have also have needed to explain to people what they could do about it. And for some reason, Apple didn't want to do that. Now, one thing I find interesting is that in my anecdotal experience, most iPhone users were not aware that they could go to Apple and have their battery replaced for $79. I know some people who replaced batteries on an iPhone 6 or 6S because the, the phones had gotten so slow. 
And now they're a little bit angry because they find that it wasn't necessarily the phone that was it needed replacing, that a $79 battery replacement could have made the phone uh, have new life. And, and now Apple's doing these replacements at $29. What I think Apple should be doing is anyone like in the last 30 days before this announcement who spends $79 to replace it gets a $50 rebate. Anyone who bought a new iPhone because of it would have an extended option to return it for a refund. Well, that's what should happen. What's going on, though, is, see, Apple never wanted people to know they could replace the batteries. With a cheap Android phone, you pop the back off, you get a $10 battery, and you put it in, and your phone's good for another year or two. With an iPhone, since you can't open it, most people who weren't very tech savvy just assumed that you could never replace the battery. One analyst has come out and said that Apple might sell 16 million fewer iPhones this year because people are aware that they can change the batteries. That's now, nonsense. That's total nonsense. I don't know if it's nonsense, but I'm, I'm seeing people. I've started hanging out in some Facebook groups of average Mac users and average iPhone and Apple Watch users. And I'm seeing a lot of people talking about this saying, I didn't realize it was so cheap to replace the battery. And now I'll keep my phone a year longer. I expect it'll happen. It's not going to be 16 million. It may be a million. I don't know. But I think most people aren't even paying attention. And those who are and hang out in Facebook communities where they talk about stuff like that, that's a rarefied atmosphere. No, it's not. It's much less rare than you think. And I think people are paying attention because unlike the usual sort of something's not going right and, and the tech sort of echo chamber rants about it. This kind of stuff makes the nightly news and it makes the local newspapers and everyone talks about it. Everyone who has an iPhone has probably heard about the battery issue by now. This CPU thing, they're talking about it on the news. And, and a friend of mine said earlier, even his wife asked him about it, but I don't think people can grasp it that easily. So I'm not sure how worried they are. But the battery thing, you, you know, it's a combination of Apple lying to people, not telling them what they were doing. Apple not telling them how they could improve this by getting a new battery and Apple having to apologize and, and lower the price of replacing battery. You know, it really looks bad for Apple, what they've done here. And I think there are far more people aware of this than you realize. They may be now, six months from now, going to be gone. That kind of story is not going to persist. The reason is that Apple addressed it real quickly, whether we can criticize the edges of this arrangement they've made. I think once people are used to it, they'll go back to doing whatever they're going to do. Right now, it's just that no, the, because, the public memory is not going to last that long unless the issue stays in the tech publications or the mainstream media. They're not going to talk about it six months from now. They're not going to talk about it three months from now. You know, a family's going to get together at Thanksgiving. Someone says, my battery doesn't last. Someone else says, oh, you know, you can replace it. And some first person said, you're right, I forgot about it. I, I don't think this is going away. This is something that you, you, you're not going to forget that you can replace the battery if you didn't know it before. Well, I suppose we'll have to see how that impacts sales. But, you know, Apple has to do what they've got to do. And the thing is here, based on what they're saying, other smartphones have the same problem, only they don't have Apple to adjust the CPU performance to fix things temporarily to get a new battery. But at the same token, they should have had information there to monitor battery health like you can in a MacBook or a MacBook Pro. This is something there. that's being rolled out in, right. in a, an upcoming iOS update. So at least the information will be out there available for customers, at least for iOS 11. 
obviously there's going to be millions of iPhones that can never use iOS 11. Anything before an iPhone 5S. So an iPhone 5C, a 5, or all the old, all the other older iPhones, they will not get iOS 11, and thus they may not know this. But then at that particular point in time, they might be getting ready to upgrade anyway. But so, this throttling only affects the iPhone 6 or later. Exactly. So, so those people won't have throttled batteries. They may have batteries that don't last very long, but it won't throttle the, the, the CPU of the iPhone. Well, there you go. Throttle gate. We have to give it a throttle gate. gate. Battery gate. I like throttle gate better. Okay, I'm going to stay with throttle gate. You can call it battery gate. We had someone on last week who said they are really sick and tired of gates. But I have an excuse, which I'll give you in one second. We have Kirk McElher and I'm Gene Steinberg on the Tech Night Owl Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. The answer to being in control of your own health care is freedom from insurance. Become part of a group of self-pay patients that come together to share in each other's medical expenses. Individual share amounts begin at $107 a month and $347 for families. Choose from three health sharing programs. Holistic treatments may be eligible for sharing. See guidelines. Discount programs available for dental, vision, and pharmacy. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. It's a no-brainer. A Big Berkey water filter is the one you need, period. You need a water filter that removes chlorine, fluoride, pharmaceuticals, BPA, and other endocrine disruptors, pesticides, bacteria, viruses, and much more, right? And does it all at only two cents per gallon. Get the original and most trusted name in gravity water filtration, Big Berkey. And now GCN listeners receive 5% off ceramic filter systems using code GCN. Call or click 1-877-99-BERKEY or BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. Frustrated trying to get business capital? Want to take the slow process and rejection out of the equation? GCNloans.com removes the slow, irritating approval process. Instead, get quick, simple funding. Powered by David Allen Capital, 80% of our pre-qualified clients are approved in days. Pre-qualify at GCNloans.com and get your money this week. It's that easy. GCNloans.com. That's GCNloans.com. 
It's been said, any society is only three missed meals away from chaos. Those times may be near. Think about it. Our country faces multiple terrorist threats and aggressions from Russia and North Korea. Social unrest and violent marches yet again may lead to looting of stores and city shutdowns. And our crumbling infrastructure leaves our power grid vulnerable to long-term outages from a single cyber attack. When the chaos from any one of these threats arises, the government knows it can't provide during a widespread national emergency. That's why you need your own plan for self-reliance. That's where My Patriot Supply comes in. Get a four-week survival food supply for only $99. That includes breakfast, lunches, and dinners. Order online at preparewithgcn.com. $99 for four weeks of survival food that tastes like homemade cooking and lasts up to 25 years from My Patriot Supply. Get your kits today at preparewithgcn.com. Free shipping is included. Preparewithgcn.com. This is Dan Pillard. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands, and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement, and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl, live with Gene Steinberg. I know some people hate the word gate attached to a scandal, but let me tell you a story. Back in 1972, My first wife, Geneva, and I spent the night at my uncle Marty Sorkin's condo in Washington, D.C. This was early June 1972. It was at the Watergate, which was a hotel and a condo complex. On June 17, maybe a week or so later, well, you know what happened, the Watergate break-in. So therefore, I find myself close to the word gate and controversies. The other thing that's funny is when Nixon resigned, we were driving near Washington, D.C. at the time, cheering in our car that ding-dong, you know who was gone. But that was our history. So it doesn't bother me to attach gate to a scandal. But who cares, right? I I just think it's overused. Watergate was a true gate, in my opinion. A A lot of these other things are just sort of mini gates, and they shouldn't really be called gates. Well, they can call it water microgate. Yeah, but not even. They should call them sluices or drains or something. Trains, planes, and automobiles. Let's have gate. How about fence? Yeah, window or even a window. Okay, therefore it'll be battery window. Battery window. It doesn't sound good. No. I Battery gate, throttle gate, all that. But anyway, so Apple's having a fun year. And now, of course, we've got contradictory speculation about sales of the iPhone 10, where we have the usual report, oh, they cut back on component orders for the first quarter, which is Apple's second quarter of 2018. And, of course, that's normal. You expect sales to be lower in the March quarter. And then other reports that sales were just went through the roof. Have you heard anything? People only buy iPhone 10s if they live on the roof. 
I try not to pay too much attention to this kind of rumor. See, there's always a, there's always a, what would you say? There, there's a pattern to rumors. So there's rumors that comes out and and that they're clearly ridiculous, and then you don't hear something again. And a lot of them come from websites that are just trying to generate traffic. And then you get some rumors that sort of make sense and get refined over time. And these are the ones that are more clearly um, either coming from people inside Apple or might even be rumors that Apple has leaked intentionally. But we're not at the time where those rumors have gotten to the point where they're worth really considering. I mean, we're in January. There are rumors about an update to the iPhone SE. The original one came out in March two years ago. So we have been seeing rumors about an updated iPhone SE would be SE2. Um, but any other rumor for, you know, a, a potential iPhone 10 follow-up, you know, that's not until the fall. We're months and months away from good rumors on that. Yeah, it's kind of early. I mean, we are seeing speculation that the next iPhone 10 update will be two models, an existing form factor plus a larger one, that there'll be a regular so, so an, LCD. An iPhone X Plus. An iPhone X Plus or 10 Plus. <clears throat> and then there will be maybe what, an iPhone 9 or something that's going to be a normal iPhone in terms of having an LCD display, but it will have a larger screen size. And right. I think the thing here that we're reading is that Apple is selling a larger proportion of the iPhone 8 Plus than the iPhone 8. And you think, my God, that's a pretty big phone. I've handled them. It's a pretty big phone. But that's interesting. They're selling the larger size. We don't know about the iPhone 10, of course. We've heard pluses and minuses. Apple releases its quarterly revenues on February 1. So probably as we get closer, we'll get more interesting speculation about what's going on. Well, I, the the iPhone 8 versus 8 Plus is interesting. Um, as you know, I bought an 8 Plus and, and I upgraded from an SE. And yes, it's a big phone, but it doesn't really... I've gotten used to the size. It's heavy, it's bulky. But as I've said before, I work at home, so it's not really a problem for me. I don't have to carry it around all day. Um, why aren't people buying the 8? Maybe because... They don't like the larger form factor, so they're going for the X. Um, I'm, it, it's hard to know what the breakdown is and what the logic is um, in this sort of thing. Now, I see an occasional iPhone 10. I've handled them here and there. And as far My as I'm concerned... My partner's brother has one, and he was over a few days after Christmas, and I checked it out. Um, I, I don't particularly like the, um, the screen ratio, very tall and thin. It looks too thin when I look at it. Uh, yeah, the, the, I understand the here. Itself, Part of it is, you see, normally it's a 16.9. And this is what, a 16 by... It looks like almost 16.7 or something like that. Right, yeah. The aspect um, ratio is different. 16.9 is like your widescreen TV. All right? right. Your typical TV says 16.9, and that's what an iPhone is. And this is wider probably because of the notch having to yeah. wrap the screen around the notch. And therefore, developers have to engage in this peculiar behavior of working around that in the way they build their interfaces. So I guess it's darker there so you don't notice it when you're viewing yeah. in landscape mode. I guess that's what it's meant to do. I looked at it. I still think it's awkward. I guess people have gotten used to it, but I'm not sure. 
Yeah, um, this this person said he's gotten used to it. It doesn't bother him. He's not a heavy iPhone user, but I, I mean, most people aren't. So it, it annoyed me seeing it immediately. It When you turn it sideways, I find it more annoying um, because when it's at the top, you can sort of forget about it because you have that little status bar, you know, on, on either side. But when you put it sideways, the, the way that you get a display that continues there just looks weird. Well, we understand what Apple did there, but I think the design would have worked better if they just didn't make it edge to edge up there. Well, that's what I would have seen. I, I don't understand. But- I understand the psychology here. But remember here, when we look at the regular iPhone, you have a very narrow bezel at the sides and a much longer one to accommodate the home button and all the extra geekos on top. If they compromised here, eliminated again the home button and brought the display up to just below where the notch is because of the need for putting the face ID recognition gadgetry and the camera and everything in there. I think but then they couldn't call better. it edge to edge, which is really important to them. Yeah, I know. That's almost psychology in a What's sense. marketing? I don't know. That's a good question. Is it good marketing? I understand the engineering necessity for it. I don't know. Again, to me, it looks awkward. I have this obsessive nature that may reflect on my concerns. I mean, I haven't bought one, so... And I haven't had the extra cash to buy one. So if I did, I would still say, you know, I'd probably get an iPhone 8 Plus. Because I like the larger screen. Yeah. I've handled them. It's a bit of a bit difficult to stick in my jeans because I wear somewhat tighter jeans. So it'd be it, a little more difficult. But otherwise, it, it's a bit it. of a change, but it does have better battery life because of the size of the phone. Exactly. Exactly. And that gets into other things, too, that... I see idiot predictions there saying what Apple needs to do, they need to, in five years, bring iPhones with batteries that will last a whole week or something. Okay, who's going to design those batteries? Every now and then I read an article about some new battery technology that's going to revolutionize how fast they charge, how long they last, and all that. And and it it might happen. It might happen. Um, But it's getting these things to market that's not easy. It's not a question of developing the technology. It's making the technology affordable um, and and affordable at a large scale. You know, these are things that can be done in laboratories, but you have to then apply this to mass production. There you go. I want to get into another issue here, and you raised it in an article called The Definitive Sgt. Peppers in High Resolution computer audio file. And why I gather this refers to is the fact that the Beatles albums and others are remastered digitally to make them sound, I guess, better. And that could be a matter of opinion. There is a Beatles channel at Sirius XM, satellite radio, and they're using most of the remasters. And you can tell by listening to the bass and the drums, which is much more prominent. On the other hand, there's the other issue, too, which is artistic integrity. And other than making a lot more money for people rebuying Beatles albums or any other artist, well, is this, there... This, this, this isn't about remastering. 
Um, this is an article by Chris Conacher, who who runs the website called Computer Audio File. Let's um, go in, let's go into that in our next segment on the Tech okay. Night Out Live. listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Classic science fiction at its best. Available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R O C K O I D S.com. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Age-related macular degeneration is a leading cause of blindness in people over 55. But with treatment, it can be slowed down, stopped, and in some cases reversed. Make sure you see your grandchildren grow. Protect your vision by requesting information about diagnosing and treating AMD. Call the Foundation Fighting Blindness today at 1-800-BLINDNESS for a free packet on reversing or managing AMD. Or go to the website fightblindness.org where I found so much helpful information. Or again, call 1-800-BLINDNESS today. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. High resolution Beatles. Kirk McElhern, tell us more. This isn't actually about the high resolution element. Um, Chris Conacher, who runs the Computer Audiophile website, wrote an article reviewing the new uh, mix of Sgt. Pepper's. It's not just a remastering. It's a totally new mix. I believe it's um, George Martin's son who did this mix. Right. And he's saying that it's the definitive Sgt. Pepper's, and it's in high resolution, um, because they took the original tapes, remixed it, and all that. And to me, the question, you can't, well, if there's one definitive version of it, it's the original mono version, because that's the one that the band um, mixed with George Martin. The stereo version was done later. The mix was done very quickly. It wasn't um, done with the band present. Calling any other version definitive, saying that it's actually better, is a little bit surprising. And, and I know Chris Conacher very well, and we agree on some things and disagree on others. He points out that he was born eight, eight years after the album was released. Um to me, the definitive version of an album like that is the version that you've heard from the beginning and grown up with. 
Now, it, it may sound better because you've gone from a cheap record player to a better turntable in stereo or a cassette or, you know, a better transfer of that original version. But I listened to this mix once and to me it sounded, well, more varied and all, but it's not the version that's imprinted in my mind as being Sgt. Pepper. You know, this is an album that I started listening to what came out in 67. I probably started listening to it around 1969 or 1970. It's not an album. It's an album that I know almost by heart. It, I've never been a, a true Beatles fan like you. Um, but, you know, there are a couple Beatles albums that I really know that I've listened to so many times. To me, the definitive version is the version that everyone listened to back in the day. You know, the Rolling Stones did a, a, a remix, remaster of Exile on Main Street a few years ago. And, okay, it sounds better. It sounds more like a record today would sound if it was recorded today. But that, to me, isn't the sound. When I moved to France in 1984, I spent a year hitchhiking around France a lot. And I had a, a Walkman. And I didn't have many tapes, and one of them was Exile on Main Street, so I probably listened to it a hundred times. Listening to a different mix of it, to me, it's a different, it's just a different album. It's not the same to me. I understand the artistic nature of that. On the other hand, when they did this remix, which is what I'm talking about, that's a digital remastering, and they go back and they clean up defects, and they make instruments more prominent, which is what I hear the bass lines and the drums are more prominent because with music back in the 60s on vinyl, you couldn't make an album that was close to maybe what it would sound like live because the record would skip. You couldn't have the bass and the drums too loud because it would make the needle skip. That's one of the weaknesses of vinyl. People who talk about vinyl superiority always forget that. Exactly. And I know that one time my wife was doing a demo recording and we pressed a number of records back in the 80s and the person who did the mastering is somebody you could look up on wikipedia bob ludwig very famous mastering engineer and i talked to him really nice guy and he told me that what he does when he masters for vinyl is he plays it on the 29 dollars record player because he needs to know in addition to everything else that it will play there without skipping because most people have the cheaper record player, and that's as cheap as you can get. And he made that very important, very important point, that whatever else you think about it, bear in mind it's got to play without skipping. And if it doesn't, then they're not going to play the record. It's not going to sell. Very well, important the Rolling point. Stones, the Rolling Stones did their final recording and, and mixing of Exile on Main Street, I believe it was in Los Angeles, and... They said, I believe that this was in a documentary that came out um, when the remix, remastered version was released some years ago. And they said that once they finished the mix, they drove around Los Angeles listening to it on a car stereo. Because this is what people were listening to, and they wanted to hear it the way it sounded to real people. Exactly. In fact, that's what we used to do also. We'd make a tape cassette, and I had a cassette in my car in those days. And we'd listen in the car and understand in the early days the Motown recordings, all the famous Motown recordings in the 60s, they were all made to sound good on AM radio. So yeah. whatever else you find wrong with them, and there are lots of things you can find, they were made to sound good on AM, not FM, 
AM radio because that's the intended audience and that's where most people will listen to it. And in yeah. low fidelity, in, in low fidelity mono. Exactly. And remember, too, that the Beatles recordings, all the original ones up to what? After Sgt. Pepper, they started going into stereo, but up to like 67 or 68, most of the Beatles recordings were done in mono. And as you say, the stereo mastering for mostly American audiences were done later. The question I would have, though, and this is important, when they did the remastering of the Beatles, obviously we don't have John Lennon or George Harrison, but did Ringo and Paul approve the final mix? Because certainly they would be the ones most aware of what still retained the essence of their artistic vision. But it was 50 years ago. Uh, I mean, yeah, they would remember, but they're looking through glasses into the past. And no, I don't think they would actually remember. They would, they would look at it as, here's how I would do it now based on what I think about the music. Granted, things look different 50 years ago than they do now. But if you can buy either version, you know, buy the basic digital mastering of Sgt. Pepper and then get the remix, you make a decision which one you want. Well, I don't think, you know, we're, we're at the point, most people are going to listen to it streaming. Um, most people are just going to want the newest one. And it's only the real Beatles fans who care about what it sounds like. You know, young people today, they're not going to care about what what the original album sounded like. It's not important to them because they're also not listening to this album in the context of what other albums sounded like at that time. And, and again, th this article by Chris Conacher, he said, you know, he was born eight years after it was released. He never really liked it until recently. He only just started listening to it. Um, so, so I think it's really a moot point about what one chooses to listen to now, unless one is a fan. But it's just more—it was more interesting to see his article um, calling it a definitive version, whereas you really can't have a definitive version. Well, that's of course quibbling over semantics, but the key here is. If you had the equipment you have today in 1966 and 1967, of course, of course. what would they totally have done differently? differently? And maybe that's another consideration. Well, if we could do this then, this is how we do it. But of course, we couldn't, so we had to make do. I mean, they really had to do all sorts of stuff there, bouncing tracks and all sorts of And, and yet it's incredibly innovative. It, it really... It really pushed the envelope in terms of recording techniques in 1967. Oh, absolutely. I think any of the Beatles stuff that was going on, like, you know, even individual songs like Strawberry Fields Forever and I Am the Walrus did some pretty wacky things to get the effects they wanted. And yeah, again, of course, what made them interesting is they were dealing with technology that today would be so primitive. Yeah. We could do all of that on a on a, a laptop now. Exactly. Isn't that fascinating? In fact, that's how the Mac got started, where producers would see that they could do demos in home studios and have an eight-track studio on their computer. Yep. So technically speaking, and I grew up, obviously, and I listened to Sgt. Pepper on my record player in 1967, and to me, 
I'm happy to hear the improved sound, the improved sonics. They don't detract from my enjoyment. I respect the original artistic vision given the limitations. I don't think that the Mona Lisa needed to be repainted or a movie necessarily needs to be recut. But in terms of a musical recording, what the heck? More to come on the Tech Night Owl Live. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Warning, if you're drowning in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to pay it all back because you don't. What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt-free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $5,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to let us settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now. 1-800-959-5759. We'll even show you how much money you could save. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to. Call Credit Associates now for free information on how to get debt-free faster than you ever thought possible without debt consolidation or bankruptcy. We depend on your success and offer a guarantee so there's no risk. For free information, call now. 1-800-959-5759. That's 1-800-959-5759. 1-800-959-5759. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Have you checked your ECS lately? We have. We are New Pharma, scientists who specialize in human functions controlled by the endocannabinoid system, or ECS. Let me simplify. Your ECS is involved in physiological processes like appetite, pain sensation, mood, memory, and immune systems. New Pharma's patent-pending science is the big difference in our natural solutions formulated for your well-being. For example, our foundation product provides targeted nutrition to support a healthy endocannabinoid system, which is directly responsible for managing and controlling inflammation. This product contains turmeric, which is known as one of the best anti-inflammatories on the planet. Our Allergies product contains sage, which is a very effective decongestant. See all of our amazing capsules, essential oils, and ECS herbal tea 
Pharmacies at gnuphama.com. New Pharma, your path to wellness begins here. Hi, I'm Marcia Miller from Mud Pie. Every new parent dreams of bringing their baby home for the first time. But some babies are born too sick or too soon to come home right away. That's why Mud Pie supports the life-saving research and programs of the March of Dimes, the leading nonprofit organization for pregnancy and baby health. Help us give every baby a fighting chance so that more babies can come home healthy. Learn how at marchofdimes.org. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. I think the thing I don't like so much is that you take these recordings, Beatles and other artists, and you just, every few years, you come out with the next remix. Well, that's marketing in a way, isn't it? Yes. So, yeah, there's, it's just trying to get us to spend more. I mean, it works, I think, for some people who have lost the record or who've grown up with it or who for whom it's a really key record and they say, okay, a newer version, I'm going to get it. You know, we did this when CDs came out and then expanded versions of CDs and box sets and all that. It's a last gasp of the recording industry to try and keep relevant something that's very old. Plus, don't forget that by releasing a new version, they have created a new copyright and the copyright on recordings here in Europe is 50 years after release. Um, this is why you see a number of recordings that fall into the public domain in Europe that don't fall in the public domain in the United States and that anyone can release. If you look on Amazon here, you'll find a dozen recordings of Miles Davis's Kind of Blue, which is you know nearly 60 years old right now, or Glenn Gould's recording of Box Goldberg Variations, which was in 1959 as well. All of these things have gone public domain. And so the same is is true for the original Sgt. Pepper. Well, as they say, as long as they can keep doing it. Some people suggested that the Elvis Presley estate earned far more money after he died than while he lived. Well, he didn't record for very long. When did he die? 1977. So he recorded for, what, 20 years, about. Um, it's been 40 years since then. And, you know, there's an entire industry of Elvis impersonators that has kept the image of Elvis alive. I wouldn't be surprised if they've earned more since then. With CD releases, with box sets, with all of the licensing, uh, you know, in, in film music and, and things like that. I wouldn't be surprised. Well, there you go. Just think about it. I wonder how much money the Beatles have earned since they broke up. Remember, the Beatles, as a band, didn't exist all that long. No. We forget this, that we think they've been here forever, but the Beatles split up what? 1969. 1969, yeah. When so Lennon, like officially years? Lennon left the band, but the announcement came from McCartney to announce the release of his album. Yeah. As Paul McCartney said, Yoko Ono didn't break up the Beatles. You know, they grew apart, went their separate ways, and this is what happens. But the Beatles' public life existed from about 1963 when their first hits came about until... 
1969. That's when supposedly Lennon announced that he was leaving the group and McCartney announced it the following year. And I remember that because I was working at a radio station in suburban Philadelphia and I get this thing over the wire. Paul McCartney announces the Beatles are broken up. Yep. You know, it's interesting. For, for my music podcast, the next track, um, we were talking about in different genres of music in our latest episode. And uh, I am a very sort of distant admirer of Bollywood music. You know, the, the, the music that's used in these three-hour-long Indian films with song and dance and all that. It's relatively kitschy, but every now and then I'll put on a Bollywood film on Netflix, and I kind of like the music. And so I was looking something up. You know, we talk about album sales, and, and we say that Thriller has the most album sales, and I'm just looking at something. It says about 32 million, The Eagles' Greatest Hits, 29 million, Billy Joel's Greatest Hits, 23 million, etc. Some of the best-selling um, Bollywood albums have 20 million in sales, and they're totally ignored here in the West. The, the music industry in India, of course, a very populous country, is huge. And on top of that, an article I read pointed out that 99% of music in India is pirated. So if only 1% of it has actual official sales, and they're selling 20 million copies of some albums, imagine if people were paying for everything. They would be blowing away the numbers that we see um, from music in this part of the world. We don't think of that because it's so America-centric. Well, America and England. Because, you know, we, we think of the English bands as well, like the, you know, the Beatles and Led Zeppelin and all those bands that are really popular. But it's true that we ignore everything else. We pretend it doesn't exist. Even the UK, we didn't pay that much attention to British music until like the Beatles came over. Yeah, but when the Beatles came over, that was also the time that music, popular music started breaking out um, on the radio and that people could have affordable record players the LP came around, um, you know, the late 50s, early 60s. So, so that's a real pivotal moment in music. And that British invasion, then the second British invasion in the 70s, you know, that brought Pink Floyd and bands like that, um, meant that UK music and US music are generally considered together rather than as separate countries. You know, as, as long as they're, they're singing in the same language, even though people from other countries sing in English, but there is a thing that ties UK and US music very tightly. And there is, as I said, a Beatles channel at Sirius XM Radio. And one thing they do is play Beatles influences. They'll play like some original song from Buddy Holly or Little Richard or Chuck Berry. And then you'll hear a Beatles equivalent, not them doing the same song, but following the style, harmonies from the Everly Brothers, some of the rhythms from Buddy Holly and the Crickets. Paul McCartney trying to be Little Richard, that kind of thing. Interestingly, in this list of best-selling albums, there are one, two, three British albums that have sold more than any Beatles albums. Would you like to try and guess what they are? All right. I bite. Well, come on, guess. Do you mean like Pink Floyd, stuff like that, Dark Side of the Moon? The Wall has sold more than Dark okay. Side of the Moon. Okay. Got the right band. Um, Led Zeppelin 4. Okay. And so Led Zeppelin 4 was number 4 in the list. Pink Floyd the Wall is number 5. And number 8 is Fleetwood Mac Rumors. Right, right, right. And the, Fleetwood the Mac is a combination of British and American. Right. Because remember, and the Beatles come in at number 10 with the White Album. Right. Three of the five members of Fleetwood Mac at that time 
were British, yeah. two, Lindsey Buckingham, and Stevie Nicks were Americans. Right. So it was a hybrid. It was, but they were more of a, well, technically, I think you would consider them a British band. Um, because of their history, it started as a blues band. And, you know, in the mid-70s, they started changing. But then you go to number 13, Elton John's there with his greatest hits, and then you get to the Beatles, 1967, 1970. And, and the two best-selling Beatles albums, aside from the White Album, are those two um, best-of albums, the 66 and 67 to 70. More so than Sgt. Pepper? Sgt. Pepper's not on the list of top 50 albums. I, I don't think Sgt. Pepper was ever popular as an album as much. Uh, it has some popular songs, but the album itself was never that big a seller. You know, the Beatles in this list, they only show up as, as the White Album because it was the last one. Um, and the two Greatest Hits albums, which were, you know, they were later the albums. The White Album was not the last one. The last one they did together was Abbey Road, but Let It Be came out last. Right, sorry. Yeah. But I gotta let you go. Okay. Kirk, Kirk McElhern, tell our listeners where we can find more of your stuff. Well, you can check out my music podcast, The Next Track, and you can find it at thenexttrack.com. And you can see all of my writing about Max and Moore at Kirkville.com. Kirk McElhern, thanks for joining us in the Tech Night Out Live. Thanks for having me, Gene. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Anytime, any place, anywhere. Radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Heart disease is on the rise. Clogged arteries, high blood pressure, and high cholesterol levels may not be fully detected by you, but the symptoms are there. Loss of energy, blood sugar spikes and drops, poor circulation, and irregular heartbeat are just a few of these that can alert you that something is wrong. Hear how heart and body extract is making a difference in thousands of people's lives across America. My blood pressure has normalized. My diabetes has totally improved. Everyone is telling me now how much healthier I look, and I'm telling everyone how much healthier I feel. I recommend heart and body extract to everyone. Anybody over 40 in the North American continent should be using this product as a preventative to keep their cardiovascular system healthy. Order your two-month supply today by calling 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. Or order online, hbextract.com. Heart and body extract, 866-295-5305. Or hbextract.com. Non-attorney paid spokesperson. Could your house go into foreclosure? Are you behind on your mortgage payments? Does it seem like the bank has no interest in helping you save your home and you feel like you have nowhere to turn for help? Then we have good news for you. Foreclosure Protection Services can help save your home as they specialize in foreclosure assistance. 
That's all they do. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, or been the victim of a predatory loan, it's critical that you call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-667-9035. Their network of attorneys and their agents are available to speak to you now. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, Foreclosure Protection Services can help stop the foreclosure process. Call today before it's too late. New laws are in effect that may save your home. Call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-667-9035. 800-667-9035. That's 800-667-9035. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed, it's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. What's going to happen next? You never know when you're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. I can't believe it. Skype auto updated itself, even though I told it never to auto update. And now I have an app that looks like crayons threw up on my screen. This thing is horrible looking. What they're doing is grafting kind of a Windows look onto the Mac version of Skype. And you're not the only one, by the way. I wasn't given that option of accepting an update without permission. I must have set something in the past that prohibits that. I am running the new version, but one of my colleagues, Chris O'Brien, who is the guy who works with the Paracast radio show, he's running a 2009 27-inch iMac Mm -hmm. with Sierra, not High Sierra. And he couldn't participate in a group conversation. So I called two people, him and the guest. This was last week in the Paracast. Guest was fine. Chris can't hear him. He hears us. Reverse it. If I disconnect the guests and talk to Chris, mm-hmm. it's fine. But it's he's the only one I had that problem with. Do you remember when Microsoft bought Skype and, and they said, don't worry, it's, it's always going to be great. We're not going to mess with anything. Ah, good times. We're not going to mess with anything. That statement was a mess. No kidding. And now here I am with an app update that uh, that I explicitly didn't want, and I have an interface that's ridiculous. And when we started the call and I got the new ringtone where it's like a disco song, that that was just the the icing on the cake or the salt in the wound, depending on your perspective. 
Well, just to show you what's been happening, in the previous segment, we were talking to Rob Pegarero, and of course, you remember him, the tech writer from the Washington Post. Currently, he works with USA Today and Wirecutter and Yahoo Tech. Mm-hmm. And what he decided to do because he got upset with Apple because they hadn't really been given the Mac the love. So he bought himself an HP notebook, a two-in-one notebook. Okay. And I think he's kind of making excuses for it. Well, you see, it still does most of the things I did on the Mac. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I've had the opportunity to get to check out a, a lot of uh, HP's desktop and laptop products over the years uh, uh, shortly before they would launch. HP has some amazing engineering, and they do some really cool stuff. And I think they they make, hands down, some of the best displays on the market. But when you put the whole package together, and you're running Windows or Linux on, on these machines, you're still running into the same handicaps that you had before. It just so happens you have some really good hardware to have these handicaps on. So I'll stick with my Mac. Well, you seem to be able to duplicate most of the functionality. And I think for some of his writing, he uses Google Docs anyway. He's using the cloud. He's using the browser. He has Office either way. He's got now iCloud because he's an, an iCloud Pro. for Windows. So I don't know if it makes much of a difference to him. Well, if he's happy, good for him. Because the bottom line is use the tools that work best for you. And if, uh, if, if it's an HP laptop running Windows that works best for him, great. For, for me, it depends on what I'm doing. Sometimes it's my MacBook Pro running High Sierra. Sometimes it's my iPad Pro running iOS 11. Now, since we talk about pop culture, I'm going to spring this on you. You've probably heard of it. As you know, Apple is going to spend about a billion dollars in original TV programming. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to be, you know, this karaoke nonsense. It's real shows, real scripts, everything else. So they're bringing back supposedly amazing stories from Steven Spielberg. This was a show that only lasted two years on the NBC network from 1985 to 1987. It was an anthology show with sci-fi, horror, kind of like Twilight Zone and Outer Limits. Yeah, it was loads of fun. It was fun, but it didn't do very well. But they're bringing it back. Now, understand here, it's not the first time that the show was brought back that didn't do so well. Like SWAT on CBS. Mm-hmm. They based that on a movie from the early 2000s and a TV show from the 70s where they're using the same theme song, but that was only on for a couple of years. So I guess they think they can do better. The other show was a morning show about a morning TV show, the host for a morning TV show with Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that is another show that they've bought. And now the report today is they've given a straight-to-series order to Ronald D. Moore. Now, what are his famous shows? The most famous is Battlestar Battlestar Galactica. Galactica. And that's another reboot of a TV show that lasted only about a year or so. Okay, Glenn Larson was the producer of Battlestar Galactica. It came out in the wake of Star Wars in the late 70s. It lasted maybe a year or two. It got a lot more attention than it deserved because it didn't get great ratings. He brought that back to the Sci-Fi Channel... And it was an award winner. 
it really had a dark turn on the original concept with some terrific performers, many of whom you've seen since then. So they mm-hmm. decided to have a female at Starbuck, and she's been on a lot of TV shows, Katie Sackoff. Yep. She's on Longmire, which is a show about a sheriff from Montana. Right. She also is a featured villain in The Flash now. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, of course, Mary McConnell played in... She was featured here, and she played in Independence Day, where her famous line was, Liar. Remember that? Oh, yep. I had forgotten. On Battlestar yes. Galactica. And she's also featured on Major Crimes. A TV cable show. So mm-hmm. all these people have, you know, really the people who came out of Battlestar Galactica. Of course, uh, one of the women pilots became a star for like seven years on Hawaii Five-0, Grace Park. Korean woman. And mm-hmm. then, of course, she's no longer on that show because she wanted to get the same salary she and Daniel Day Kim from Lost wanted to get the same salary as the two leads. And they offered them 90% of that salary, and they said goodbye. The worst thing, however, is the ratings are the same. Okay, so Ronald D. Moore is going to produce a sci-fi show, supposedly exploring what would have happened if the global space race hadn't ended. I am really looking forward to seeing what comes out of this. Uh, Ronald Moore, he he did great stuff with Battlestar Galactica. He, he was part of the Star Trek franchise for a while and uh, did great stuff there. And I think this is just going to be really cool. But I, I'm glad that Apple decided early on in their whole media entertainment industry thing that they needed to have the pros running this as opposed to their their current executive team so i'm glad they went out and found the the right people to run this so that they could get the content that's going to make apple music television whatever they decide to call it a really serious product and you know spielberg coming on board with with the reboot of uh, of his amazing stories now Ronald Moore coming on board to do his sci-fi series. This is going to be some cool stuff. I'm wondering here, though, the distribution mechanism. Will it be part of Apple Music? I believe so. Because that's the only thing. You see, that would give Apple the advantage over Spotify, other than the ability to finance it, because Spotify, I don't think, is doing super well with the money. But how will Apple distribute it? Would Apple then say it's no longer Apple Music, it's Apple Music and TV? Because that would create a new climate for this. Plus, of course, it would, what, sell more Apple TVs? Now you get them in iTunes and everything else. More to come with Jeff Gamut of the Mac Observer on the Tech Night Out Live. listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. 
They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First game attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. It's a no-brainer. A Big Berkey water filter is the one you need, period. You need a water filter that removes chlorine, fluoride, pharmaceuticals, BPA, and other endocrine disruptors, pesticides, bacteria, viruses, and much more, right? And does it all at only two cents per gallon. Get the original and most trusted name in gravity water filtration, Big Berkey. And now GCN listeners receive 5% off ceramic filter systems using code GCN. Call or click 1-877-99-BERKEY or BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I'm here to tell you about GCNTelecare.com, a team of board-certified doctors assisting you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Within 15 minutes of registration, care your family can afford. Revolutionizing the healthcare industry, virtual consulting, providing diagnosis of non-emergency medical issues by phone or secure video on computer or smart mobile devices. GCNTelecare.com. Virtual care anywhere. Do you have difficulty taking supplements? Are you searching for a high-quality, complete nutritional drink that your whole family will love? Nutramedical's life support has arrived. All of your daily nutritional requirements in one quick, delicious drink. Dr. Bill Deagle's life support is a proprietary blend of vegan protein, activated vitamins, essential minerals, amino acids, probiotics, green tea, digestive enzymes, anti-inflammatories, cancer prevention, detoxification, and much more. Your body will high-five you for this one. Life Support is the best complete nutritious meal replacement on the market. Whether you are an elite athlete, have post-operative challenges, chronic illness, elderly, or a family that just wants a quick, delicious drink, try Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support for optimized nutrition in one great-tasting smoothie. Just add cold water, almond milk, fruit, or anything else you like. Nutramedical's Life Support. Try our great-tasting chocolate or vanilla today. Call 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. Nutramedical.com medical.com for the whole family looking for that edge during those intimate moments we see many ads for enhancement but the side effects include death at gcn team we should change the healthy body brain and heart pack to the healthy libido pack the brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system for proper blood flow at the right moment go to gcnteam.com or call 877-878-4203 that's 877-878-4203 that's 877-878-4203 
What are you listening to? The Tech Night Isle Live with Gene Steinberg. What's going to happen next? You never know. So Jeff Gamut is getting used to the Windows stick pin artwork version of Skype on the Mac. This is Skype I, I, 8, by the way. I don't know if I'd say getting, uh, getting used to it. Uh, living I, with it. Living with it. There we go. Now, I should tell you so, in case you're wondering, there is a way to get the old version. You have to go on to Skype, do a Google search. Mm-hmm. And look for old Mac versions, and you get a version of Skype 7 and install it. And make multiple copies everywhere on your Mac, so it will never disappear. So if it updates itself without your permission, you can go back to it. I like this plan. I, I think I'll uh, uh, go download it after we're done with the show, and I will back it up multiple places. I may even put it on like a burn it to like a a DVD or something and toss that into a drawer somewhere just to be safe. Now, what I did here is I just have replaced it with Time Machine. And Time Machine gives you the option when you want to replace an app to either replace the app or keep both. And what it did is it relabeled that version of Skype, Skype in parens original. So I always have Skype original. Nice. I like that. You like that. You dig that. So anyway, getting back to Apple, if it becomes part of Apple Music and TV, you'll be able to use, of course, on your iDevices. I think Apple Music is available for Android, isn't it? Yes, it is. And also, it'll go through Apple TV. And this will provide another way for people to maybe want to buy an Apple TV. Because I don't think they're selling great shakes of those. I think it's too expensive. I don't think it offers enough differentiation other than the Apple content. And that's a big thing. You know, I have the fourth generation Apple TV. have not bought a 4K model because I love my TV too much to replace it. So I don't have a 4K TV. But man, I love that fourth generation Apple TV. And especially now that it has Amazon Prime support. So all, all the, the big things that I want to see I have on a single box. So I have my my Apple Music and all the video content that goes along with that. I have uh, everything that I buy through the iTunes store. I have Netflix. I have Amazon Prime. And Hulu is there. And HBO. And I'm, I'm set. So for me, it's like the perfect box. But I can't justify upgrading to the 4K model because I don't have anything that can take advantage of the video quality. Now, I have a 4K set here from Vizio that I would have reviewed a few weeks ago, except because the newer sets have the legs on the sides instead of like a center stand, mm-hmm. it was too big for my TV stand. Oh. It overshot my TV stand by about three inches. So I had a new TV stand, not expensive, cheapy stand, real cheap, and like that. And I made arrangements with Vizio to also get one of their sound bars. And the reason is I was using a sound base from Zvox. Okay. But the TV set won't work with it for the same reason it doesn't work with a stand. The legs overshoot it. So the sound base is going away. And they've got this great sound bar, allegedly, 
I haven't seen it yet, but Vizio has a sound bar for like $150 at Amazon. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you get a sale from like Costco or, or Sam's Club for like 125 with a wireless subwoofer. And they claim it sounds better than almost anything. CNET gave it really high reviews. It says it sounds better than some $500 sound bars. Wow. All right. I don't know that yet. I'm a big audio person. We're going to be reviewing that. So we're going to have our 4K. The thing is here is that Vizio gives you Chromecast built in. Oh, sure. So why do I need Apple TV? You need Apple TV if you've bought into the Apple ecosystem. In what way? Do I rent a movie from Apple? I can rent the same movie from Vudu, which is owned by Walmart, mm-hmm. or maybe from Amazon. Sure. So why do I need an Apple TV? I'm not going to play music through it. I watch TV on a TV set. If I'm going to hear music, I'll hear it on my Mac. I'll hear it on my iPhone. I don't know if I'm going to listen to music there. And I have a Blu-ray player. I can always get a CD and throw it in there. Sure. So it sounds like for you, Apple TV is not a necessary device because you you don't need to be in the Apple ecosystem for any of your entertainment content. Right. I have Netflix. Which you can get on pretty much any device. Probably the last time you bought a toaster, it had Netflix installed on it. Well, you know, I think one of the cable providers is giving you Netflix. You think the cable TV provider wouldn't give you Netflix because they compete? No, they'll they'll probably take a cut of it. They'll make a profit from anything. Yeah, I think it's T-Mobile that's doing the the free Netflix, I think. But yeah, so yeah, you, now you can even get Netflix just included with uh, with other services that you're already paying for. There you go. By the way, Netflix now has more U.S. subscribers than cable TV. I think that's uh, kind of telling about the way people want to consume their content. A growing number of U.S. cable operators are forming alliances with Netflix, helping it to add customers as its largest market matures. That's from Fortune magazine from this summer. Charter Communications will make Netflix available. I'm looking also at the other companies. But a company called Altis, small cable company but you see that they say that's a way to fight cord cutting comcast embedded netflix into its xfinity set-top box Mm -hmm. charter plans to integrate netflix i expect cox will too let me search cox but you see the reason they do that again is they keep people from giving up on cable let me offer a package we'll give you Netflix and the basic cable. This is where you can get the best of both worlds. We keep your business and we take a cut from the Netflix action. You see? You know the, the And we're not gonna throttle you because of the end of net neutrality because we're making a deal with Netflix. Yeah. Uh, Comcast Xfinity, I don't believe they have any such deal in place because the last time I needed to uh renegotiate my my annual subscription or uh, or contract they really pushed me to use their streaming service telling me well it's just as good as netflix you don't need netflix what well, why is it that you think you need to have netflix it, it, it was fascinating how everything they did was to try and get me away from netflix in november according to this they embedded netflix into the set-top box november oh. 
It's used by 55% of its 21.5 million residential video customers. 30% of X1 users, this is the X1 set-top box, have logged into Netflix either with an existing account or by signing up for a new one, the company said. So you call Comcast and see. But you see what's happening here. I wonder what kind of market Apple expects for this Apple TV because there are other routes. The sets with Roku built in are getting really good reviews. There's a cheap set. I think it's TCI or something mm-hmm. with the Roku built in. Gets good reviews. Again, how integrated are you with the Apple device? And do you really need an Apple TV? And like I said, I've got an Apple TV here. But I expect once I set up this set from Vizio, I'm not going to use it anymore. Again, if I want to rent a movie, I can get the same movies from other services. Yes, you can. That's right. So, of course, Apple's giving you the free 4K upgrade for movies you buy from Apple. But then they only allow you to stream those. You can't download them, by the way. Did you know that? At least yeah, I, I found that to be fascinating. It seems to me downloading a 4K movie would be great because now you're not uh, chewing through that bandwidth every time you want to watch it. Now, when I mention the fact of what's happening with Netflix and cable providers, that more and more cable providers are going with Netflix. And again, if they do that, you're not going to have to worry about throttling because you're not going to throttle a service they provide. They're making a killing on it. But how does this relate to what's happening with the end of net neutrality? And I wonder if you have an opinion about that. We're going to ask you for our next segment here. We did talk to the one, the only Rob Pegarero about that because he's written a lot of stuff going back to the days when he worked at the Washington Post about that. So we've got more to come. Rob was, you know, a turncoat too. He switched from... Mac to Windows, we mentioned that. We got Jeff Gavin of the Mac Observer. More to come on the Tech Night Owl Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. 
The answer to being in control of your own health care is freedom from insurance. Become part of a group of self-pay patients that come together to share in each other's medical expenses. Individual share amounts begin at $107 a month and $347 for families. Choose from three health sharing programs. Holistic treatments may be eligible for sharing. See guidelines. Discount programs available for dental, vision, and pharmacy. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. If you're talking, they will hear you Why are we getting killed like this? Kyle's not here. Got caught drinking beer in the park a couple of nights ago. Really? Yeah. Zero tolerance. He's out for the season. Harsh. Hey, he knew not to drink. We've made that clear to all of our kids, right? Uh, no, not really. Bill, if we don't tell them what we expect and why they shouldn't drink, how are they going to know? Talk. They hear you. You can do it if you try. Welcome back to the Tech Night Out Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So then, sir, Mm -hmm. we have net neutrality is gone. The complaint that the dude from... FCC, the FCC chairman makes is that having net neutrality stifled creativity, innovation. But when you see all these cable companies signing up with Netflix and doing other things, I don't see that happening. They always say that, and I don't think they have a clue. You know, uh, Ajit Pai, when he started saying that net neutrality has stifled innovation in the communication space, Maybe that's true, but I haven't seen anything that tells me directly that that's the case. Uh, and there's there's other parts of his argument that don't ring true for me as well. You know, like saying, "Hey, you know, we've ne- we never had this problem before. The government is has been micromanaging the internet through net neutrality." And uh, and both of those statements I don't see as as correct. I mean, before the FCC decided that they needed to reclassify internet service providers as a utility so that they could regulate them and stop them from blocking certain types of content or charging more for certain types of content, uh, what we were seeing was case after case where ISPs were doing this very thing. And uh, Netflix is a perfect example. I, I remember when Comcast and Verizon were pressuring Netflix to pay them extra money to allow the video streams to go through without being degraded or, or even stopped. I routinely experienced bad video connections for, for Netflix. Like the, the video stream would stutter, the video stream would stop, I couldn't get it to start at all. And I could do a bandwidth check at the same time, and my bandwidth was fine. So it so it wasn't that I I just had a bad internet connection. It's that the content was being throttled artificially, and, and there was it Sprint that decided they wanted to block Facebook Messenger and try and push people into their own messaging apps. And uh, anyhow, there, there are several cases over the, the the years leading up to the FCC saying, okay, we're reclassifying you. 
where the very net neutrality concerns that people are are voicing today, we were already experiencing. Yeah, I'm just having a really hard time with uh, with accepting Ajit Pai's arguments because they're just not ringing true to me. Oh, and by the way, I just looked up here. If you have a Contour 2 set-top box from Cox Communications, it comes with a Netflix app. Oh, well, there you go. So yeah, th- this to me feels like a, a, a way that that internet service providers are able to make their packages more enticing, but at the same time kind of works around net neutrality issues because now Netflix and the ISPs have their own special deal going on. And the way it's done here is a way that sidestepped it completely. Again, showing that the FCC chairman's statement was a complete lie. They're showing here innovation, creativity. Okay, how can we benefit from Netflix because it's using so much of our bandwidth? We still strike a deal, but it's not prioritization of access. It is simply embedding them in our set-top box. It's just another feature. So they sidestep any consideration of net neutrality. It's a built-in feature. It's like having USA Network. Now I have Netflix. And I pay a separate subscription fee for it. It's like premium cable. They've turned it into premium cable. Netflix. You see what they did? Yep. And therefore, it's connected directly to their head end. It's just like providing HBO, Showtime, Cinemax, premium cable, now including Netflix. And you watch if the other services don't try to do things like that, too. Hulu Plus, Amazon, that's the way they're going to end it. You won't have to worry about it. Because the reason there was ever a problem with net neutrality is because Netflix consumes so much of your internet bandwidth. But if they're already tied up with all these cable providers where they're providing content directly through their system and giving them a piece of the action, obviously, therefore, you don't have to worry about this. So, you know, maybe the issue of net neutrality was kind of obviated that way. The fear was that, of course, that a startup would suddenly have to confront increased costs in order to get free access on the internet. But the reason we had a problem with Netflix was not because they were a tiny startup using, you know, a small amount of bandwidth, it's because they were using so much of it and they were so dominant that in order to keep the pipes clean, the various ISPs had to do something. And now that problem is solved for itself because they'll partner with Netflix and it's over. Unless another company gets that big, it won't be an issue in the future. Or again, it's a matter of also preventing cord cutting. If you're giving people Netflix, they're not going to leave your service. Maybe with a basic package and a special deal, they won't leave the service. They'll keep their business. And that way, everybody is happy. And what they've done, I think, is just amazing or ironic. They've taken one of the the symbols that people hold up for cord cutters and turned it into just another channel. Netflix becomes just another channel for you. So, yeah, they're, they're 
enticing people away from being cord cutters by using the very things that that were drawing people away in the first place. And now bear in mind something to hear. Here's what's going to happen. There are going to be lawsuits from different states attorneys general over the mm-hmm. end of net neutrality. So it's not going to end tomorrow. It's going to take months even to get the rules published for next year. Lawsuits will keep it going for a year or more. If there's a new administration in 2020, say the Democrat gets elected next time, he'll have his FCC and they'll just restore the rules. So well, I don't hopefully. think that the ISPs are going to be too high and mighty because, you know, this shall pass. So they had net neutrality in the future, in the near future, maybe they won't. But that doesn't stop abuses from gaining attention and it happens all over again with a future administration. I, I have uh, a feeling about how this is going to play out, at least for the relatively near future. And so we, kn- we already know that from the date of the FCC ruling that we have a two-month window before the change is going to affect. Now, in the meantime, we already have several states, attorneys general, that have that have already said, yes, we are filing a lawsuit to block this, this uh, FCC change from going into effect. My assumption is that those lawsuits will also include an injunction request to stop any changes from happening while the lawsuits are in progress. That seems like a reasonable... Uh, thing for a judge to agree to. So my my uh, expectation is that everything freezes as it is today until the lawsuit is finished. And in the meantime, we're already seeing at least a couple senators that are saying, hey, we need to enact laws that protect net neutrality, which would just take this whole thing out of the FCC's hands anyhow. And if if that were to happen, it doesn't matter what ruling the FCC wants. It's, it now becomes set in law. And that, of course, that could take a while to, to happen as well. So I think we have not just a couple months before we see a change in uh, net neutrality, but many months, if not a year or two. I'm going to ask a question of Jeff Gamut of the Mac Observer for our next segment. And that is, what would happen if you really used a lightsaber? What will the force do? More to come on the Tech Night Owl Live. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. 
For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Message and data rates may apply. Oh my gosh, that's Frank Thomas. No. Yes, that's him. Go ahead. Excuse me, are you Frank Thomas? Yes, I am. I bet you get recognized a lot. I was a pretty good ball player. You were? Some people thought so. Sorry, we recognize you from those Nugenics commercials. Oh yeah? That's great. So does Nugenics really work? Oh yeah, I really can feel the difference. My workouts are better, and I feel a lot more energetic. I wish my husband would use Nugenics. It's so easy to get started. All you have to do is send one simple text. Text the word PRIME44 to 42. 424 for a complimentary bottle of award-winning Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Its unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help a man feel stronger, leaner, more energetic, and more passionate. And you're going to like the difference, too. Text PRIME44 to 42424 for a complimentary bottle of Nugenics. Samples are not available in stores. Text PRIME44 to 42424. The answer to being in control of your own health care is freedom from insurance. Become part of a group of self-pay patients that come together to share in each other's medical expenses. Individual share amounts begin at $107 a month and $347 for families. Choose from three health sharing programs. Holistic treatments may be eligible for sharing. See guidelines. Discount programs available for dental, vision, and pharmacy. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. Hey folks, Tom D for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, ghosts, zombies, UFOs, crop circles, and more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you. People who seek a little more than the other dating services offer. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com. And if you decide you like it and you want to connect with others, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. So many people want to share their experiences with the paranormal, the afterlife, the unusual. And this is the place to meet and share common interests with those of like minds. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com. That's ParanormalDate.com. Use the code word GEORGE and start meeting others. Get going now and connect with someone you like. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I'm here to tell you about GCNTelecare.com, a team of board-certified doctors assisting you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Within 15 minutes of registration, care your family can afford. Revolutionizing the healthcare industry, virtual consulting, providing diagnosis of non-emergency medical issues by phone or secure video on computer or smart mobile devices. GCNTelecare.com. Virtual care anywhere. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. Now, just to put things in perspective, as you know, the latest Star Wars movie, Last Jedi, last film Carrie Fisher did, and I suspect that also Mark Hamill has gone after this one, 
delivered $45 million from Thursday previews in the U.S., which is the second most popular movie on a Thursday preview. All right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, Disney is enjoying this. And maybe George Lucas has to say, should I have sold this? Well, it wouldn't have happened like that. Tell us about the lightsaber. Okay, so I, I know what you're asking about, and I have to give credit where credit is due. The The science behind all of this was explained by Kyle Hill from Because Science, and he did a fantastic job with it. So I, I hope I do justice to to the math and science that, that he worked through. But, but understand but here, we're talking about a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. So maybe right. the laws of physics do not apply as they do here. Yes. So, yes, we have to keep that in mind. It's possible that we're trying to apply our galaxy's physics onto another galaxy, and maybe that's inappropriate. But based on our galaxy's physics, the amount of energy that that you need to create that beam, the, the blade beam, is equivalent to the energy that you need to run a nuclear submarine. And so if you put that much energy into a space that small, you know, just this this little tubular beam coming out of a out of a hilt, simply igniting the lightsaber would create heat that would be akin to being literally inches from the surface of the sun. So as soon as you turn the beam on, you've just instantly incinerated everyone in the room. But if you take out that and just give everyone for for the sake of science and uh, and storytelling, that when you turn the lightsaber on, it's just not going to incinerate everything simply by being on. Now you have the problem of what happens with all of that energy when you hit someone with a blade. So instead of slicing like a knife would, what it does is it it just vaporizes whatever matter it comes in contact with. So when you cut someone's arm off with a lightsaber, like like uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi did in the Mos Eisley Cantina, what you see is this arm that gets cauterized and falls off. And the reality is the water in all of those cells would expand and escape at the speed of sound. And having to escape from such a small space, that's the equivalent of, of creating a bomb. So if you get hit with a lightsaber, you essentially explode. Even before the lightsaber has touched you, the heat from the blade, when, uh, when you're just uh, a few centimeters away, would have already incinerated all of your clothes and the, uh, the top layers of skin right off of you. So you'd be experiencing that right before you explode, which sounds like a horrible experience to have just all the way around. So lightsabers are are cool. Lightsabers are, are so much fun to see and to fantasize about in in sci-fi. But the reality is is that these would be horrible, horrible weapons to experience. Just every time you hit someone with your blade, they explode. Fight over. Right, but remember, this is all tempered by the force. That's true. So so maybe the force is creating. Uh, like a, a magnetic field around that plasma beam and maintaining everything and allowing only enough energy to pass through 
or, or the appropriate amount of energy to pass through so that when you cut someone, instead of making them explode, that you get more of a, of a knife type effect. But when you jam your lightsaber through a blast door, it can... Uh, release more of that energy so that the metal actually melts around the blade and lets you cut right through the door. One point they were saying when scientists were starting to look into warp drive in the 90s that you'd need planet-sized power resources to Mm -hmm. use warp drive. Now they've got down much smaller. So as science develops, they'll find ways to refine this. I also suspect a lot of the technology you see in something like Star Wars, is left by ancients, by an ancient race. Because you don't really see that much going on in building technology. It just seems to be the same stuff. Yes, technology in the Star Wars universe seems to have stagnated at some point. So it may be kind of like what you saw in Stargate SG-1, where a lot of the inventions like the Stargate were left by this ancient advanced race that no longer exists. Yeah, and that's possible. And yeah, so this this could be stuff. Well, it seems that uh, it. All right, so so if you if you take all of the Star Wars lore that that we have, it it looks like the old Republic, which predates what we have in the movies by a very long time. This is the same technology they had then, and it appears that it was already old. So then if you go back even farther, like when you're going back to the, the beginnings of the Jedi, it, it, it seems that they already had pretty advanced technology for spaceflight. So sure, I can totally go with this is technology that, that they've been dealing with for as long as anyone can remember, and it's left behind from some other ancient uh, civilization. And the level which they're functioning now, it's like the 19th century, like Westerns. They're living in the 19th century using inventions that predate them by thousands of years. And they understand enough to maybe build the things, but they don't have the scientists to do anything more than rote, to just follow instructions and such. They don't have scientists working on advancing technology. Right. It seems that the scientists they have are looking at ways to manipulate the technology they already have. And uh, the, the example that, that comes to mind for me for that is from, from um, Rogue One, the, the Star Wars movie sure. that's essentially a prequel to Episode Four, where you have a group of scientists working on uh, on creating the energy beam systems for the Death Star. And they're, they're not developing new technology, it doesn't seem. It looks like they're adapting technology that they already have and figuring out how to use it more efficiently. So, yeah, I, I can totally go with this hypothesis you, you've, you've come up with. You see? And you're going to see the movie, of course. Yes, my my schedule has not permitted me to get out and see it yet. So hopefully this evening. Well, I don't know about me. I did see Rogue One last year, but my son was in town and he's not going to be here till the spring. But I might get to see this movie anyway, you know, you know, because I'm a very old man. So I get the senior citizen discount. 
all that good stuff. More to come with Jeff Gamet. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and sling bows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow, a new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Non-attorney paid spokesperson. Could your house go into foreclosure? Are you behind on your mortgage payments? Does it seem like the bank has no interest in helping you save your home and you feel like you have nowhere to turn for help? Then we have good news for you. Foreclosure Protection Services can help save your home as they specialize in foreclosure assistance. That's all they do. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, or been the victim of a predatory loan, it's critical that you call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-667-9035. Their network of attorneys and their agents are available to speak to you now. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, Foreclosure Protection Services can help stop the foreclosure process. Call today before it's too late. New laws are in effect that may save your home. Call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-667-9035. 800-667-9035. That's 800-667-9035. Hello? Congratulations. For what? For losing all that weight. How'd you do it so fast? ASAP. ASAP what? What's that mean? Are you ready to get as skinny as possible, as soon as possible, as simple as possible, and as sexy as possible? I'm listening. Then get with the ASAP program. It's real and it works. No smooth talk, no slick advertising, and no exaggerated claims of success. I've got to know more. Welcome to ASAP, as slim as possible. Whether you have 10, 20, or 50 pounds to lose, ASAP is your weight loss answer. ASAP targets the abnormal fat reserves and makes them available to be burned as fuel and contains no caffeine or hormones. Order ASAP at wholesale prices or join the team to share the business with others. Visit GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Lose weight and look great with ASAP, as slim as possible. It's about time something new came along for better selling and buying online. And I found it. What now, Marge? It's buysellmakeoffer.com. Never heard of it. It's a brand new company. That's why you've never heard of it. It's the newest and best way to sell any products online. I did all the research. Sell my car? Yes. Our home? Yep. My golf bag? Your golf clubs. All of them. How about your purse collection hoard? Hey, now. You said any product. Right. I did. Hmm. 
We get 30 days free. Really? Packages starting from only $9.95. And buysellmakeoffer.com will never charge item fees ever. Mm. Never. And this is cool. Listen to this. You can even use Skype or video to show your items. That's cool. Yes. All we have to do is go to the website, sign up, and then load our stuff to sell. I love this site. Buysellmakeoffer.com. Buysellmakeoffer.com. You got it? Buysellmakeoffer.com. Buy, sell, makeoffer.com. Better selling, better buying. What are you listening to? The Tech Night Isle Live with Gene Steinberg. What's going to happen next? You never know. Now, of course, since we always talk about pop culture, have you had a chance to see any of the recent shows on TV or have you been delinquent? I have been delinquent on some things because I have just had so many things to to deal with. It seems like I keep running out of time at the end of the day. Um, so, uh, although during some of the time when I could have been watching some of the current stuff, I started watching Dark Matter. So now I have a new show to add to my to my uh, sci-fi pop culture lexicon. Dark Matter is from Sci-Fi Channel. It's already canceled, though, isn't it? Um, yeah, I think I think it ran three seasons, something like that. Uh, for for me, that that's fine because it's a lot easier for me to decide to invest in a series when I know that I get to see the whole run, as opposed to you go partway through and then it just got uh, randomly canceled mid-season and you're just left hanging. I think part of it is that the show had shall we say, an end. It ran out of ideas. However, Killjoys, which is about these bounty hunters, that's had three seasons so far, and they've got two more. Yeah, you know, I like the idea of shows when when the developers create it they have a finite run in mind already they they know what the story is going to be or at least have a good idea what it's going to be throughout the entire series so they they can work towards uh, towards a planned conclusion it just it just feels like a much cleaner way to go into storytelling uh, unlike lost which so many people loved but it was kind of a meandering thing because they didn't know where they, where they were going with it it was like making it up as you go along oh sure i yeah. think that's part of the problem right there where you don't have an end game and then some shows just outlive their usefulness and i'll give you an example of that ncis which is the most popular scripted drama in the entire world Okay? Mm-hmm. It was a spinoff from a show called JAG. JAG was about the judge, advocate, general, the military lawyers. And that was loosely based on the concept of A Few Good Men, the Rob Reiner film. Mm-hmm. All right? Based on the Aaron Sorkin play with Tom Cruise and Jack Nicholson. So they right. take they the concept the truth, of the lawyers right? and becomes a TV procedural featuring military lawyers. NCIS was a spinoff. So JAG left NCIS, which begat two spinoffs, NCIS Los Angeles with Robin, Chris O'Donnell, and LL Cool J, the Mm -hmm. hip-hop singer. They star in that show. And then they've got NCIS New Orleans with Scott Bakula, who, of course, did Star Trek Enterprise and 
other shows. You know, he's... Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap, right. Now, so they got that, but NCIS is like 15 years so far, 14, 15 years. I used to watch, I kind of got used to it. And this year, some of their cast members have left or are leaving. And the show is kind of, I'm watching it, and I think I've seen this before. How many ideas can you come up with 22, 23 episodes a year for 15 years? So it's off my DVR. Another one is Criminal Minds, you know, where they have these serial killers and they have this special group of criminal profilers, FBI criminal profilers. That's the same thing. It's like, how many years can you do this since not repeat yourself? So that's off for me. Mm-hmm. I turned that off. In fact, one of the stars of that show became the star of SWAT. He, he left the show, too. <laughs> so, you know, it gets to a point here where shows just last forever. And at some point, they either need to reinvigorate themselves or you say enough. I remember Star Trek series would be like, except for the original, which was like two and a half seasons or something. They would be like seven or eight seasons and then they would wrap up and go away, except for Enterprise, which lasted maybe four seasons. But now you right. have these shows like Law & Order, SVU. It's been on for like 18 years. And you see the star, Mariska Hargitay, who is Jane Mansfield's daughter. When Jane Mansfield, remember her? She was like a, a would-be Marilyn Monroe, and she died in a car mm-hmm. crash. And her daughter was in the car, but she survived. And she is on this show for like 18 years. And you see it, you know, where she weighs about 30 pounds more. And she's you know, a good actress and everything, but she kind of owns the show now. And she also runs this site, this charitable site for help people who have been victims of sexual crimes and such. I mean, she's really into it. Like, everything you see in the show, she believes that. That's her. Mm-hmm. She became that person. And she's not a police officer, but she became an activist. She's that person. That show never ends. I just think with TV, you've got to reach a point where... It's enough. Of course, I guess they said that was Star Wars, and this is, what, the eighth movie, and then Rogue One is another movie, and they've got, you know, other things. They're doing a Han Solo movie for the young Han Solo. They're going to milk that for whatever it's worth. And superheroes, same way. But I think, like, Arrow is in its sixth year now. That maybe has another year to go, I think, and they should just, you know, get on with it. Mm -hmm. Supergirl, Flash, three, four years Legends of Tomorrow, seven years got to be enough for series. I, I'm with you. It's th- this is one of the things that I that I've always liked about so many of the of the BBC television series. They were all designed to be short runs, so you get a handful of episodes, a couple seasons of episodes, and then they just move on to something else, and you're not left wishing that they had ended earlier. You're, in most cases, wishing that they had made more episodes, which I think is a much better way to, to end a series. One of the exceptions, but they still kind of do it, is Doctor Who. That's been running, not continuously, but it's been running for over 50 years. About the time it seems like it, like it hits a point where maybe it should end, they reinvent it and then just carry on with the same idea, but they make it a new show. Well, the thing here is with Doctor Who, the star, the Doctor, is only there for two or three years. And then that Doctor leaves. And each series is only like 10 or 13 episodes, I forget. So they have a Christmas special. That person doesn't outlive their welcome. 
when they reinvent it with a new star, a new Doctor Who, it brings a new dynamic to the series. And of course, even the showrunners, the producers and people, they are changed as well. That's the way they get energy. Now I've got a woman, Jodie Whittaker, a blonde-haired Doctor Who is taking over. And she's a mid-30s kind of woman. And she was in Broadchurch before, by the way. Okay. Which is another long-running series, as I recall. We ran like three years. And it was descended from the same original series that, like, The Killing did and things like that. But Broadchurch started to be a series, a single season about a murder. And then the ramifications of the murder. Then another crime woman in the third year is, is raped. And they have to find the sexual predator and everything. And the star of that show was David Tennant. One of the mm-hmm. Doctor Who's. And that person who did Broadchurch is the new showrunner for Doctor Who. And Jodie Whittaker was one of the stars of Broadchurch. So there you go. And then, of course, think about interpollination. Arthur Darville, who played one of the assistants for Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. He, of course, was the commander of the Wave Rider, the time machine and spaceship in Legends of Tomorrow, D.C., Yes. Oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, I I really enjoy the the whole crossover thing, and not because I feel like it's drawing all these different shows together as if they're a single universe, but because I love seeing these these actors that I've become familiar with and comfortable with doing other things, and uh, it's it's just fun. And watching, you know, all of them get together. In fact, there was a report in one of the sites suggesting that, and we'll get into this next issue, but the Crisis on Earth X, which was the four-part crossover for the DC comic shows on CW, the Arrowverse, they call it. They said it was better than Justice League. Let's get on with more of this with Jeff Gamet. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Cancer categorizes over 100 diseases. Though we do not diagnose, treat, or cure cancer, GCN team is offering the Clemson University study where there was up to a 95% reduction in cancerous cells when exposed to a plant-derived mineral supplement. 
If you or a loved one are searching for answers to this horrifying disease, come to GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. We'll email you a copy for free. That's 877-878-4203. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest-priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Hello, my name is Marjorie Wildcraft. I'm the founder of The Grow Network, which is an online community of people who produce their own food and medicine. We are really into backyard self-reliance. If you want this lifestyle, I suggest your first step be to learn some basic home medicine. Just the other day, my 18-year-old son came to me and said, Mama, I got a sore throat. Can you fix me up? And I said, Sure, Ryan. And in about 24 hours, he was better. The best home medicine for you to start out with is garlic. It's an amazing natural antibiotic, and I can show you how to use garlic to handle ear infections, sore throats, colds, and flus. As a way for you to get to know a little bit more about me and the Grow Network, I've written up an easy introduction on how to use garlic. It's at gcnwellness.com. Now, the station manager told me that I needed to say the URL at least twice, even though it feels kind of weird. But if you're interested in backyard self-reliance, you are one of us. Go to www.gcnwellness.com and let's connect up. Bad theater seats, cheap Halloween masks, my apartment, all things with obstructed views. Add to these large trucks and buses. 18-wheelers and large buses have big blind spots, and like my apartment, they don't always have the best view. Bus and truck drivers deal with blind spots around the entire vehicle. Always take care not to ride alongside or too close behind them. Our roads, our responsibility. Learn more at sharetheroadsafely.gov. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. So let's look at that here. We have Supergirl, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, The Flash. Four-part crossover. Episode of each show. Two on one day, two on the next day. It's like a long movie. You figure a TV show is 43 minutes, okay? So it's a really long movie. And then you've had Justice League with all the publicity about Justice League with Superman, Batman, The Flash, a different actor playing The Flash in the movies. I don't know if you saw it yet. They have Wonder Woman, who's just incredible. She's a star. Gal Gadot is a star. And she's also, if you've seen her interview, she's very funny and everything. Yes, she is. Right. A nice, funny Jewish girl. 
who's like almost six feet tall or something like that. The Arrowverse thing, the crisis of Earth X was 172 minutes, two hours and 52 minutes, almost three hours, you know? So even longer than, than Star Wars The Last Jedi. Right. And now Justice League was just an hour and 59 minutes. It's done mediocre business at the box office. It's grossed about $650 million. They need to make another $50 million. Like it has to grow $700 million to make a profit. They were having problems. And then, of course, they got two directors. Zack Snyder had a problem. His daughter died tragically, and he and his wife had to get away. And so they gave Josh Sweden, fresh off from the Avengers, taking over Justice League. To, you know, maybe clean things up, you know, get better character interactions, whatever. And he shot the final scene, supposedly with Zack's vision, of course. Then they, the, the very dark, heavy music from Hans Zimmer for mm-hmm. Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, everything like that. And of course, the Batman movies, The Dark Knight, Batman Begins and everything else. They called in Danny Elfman to do the music for Justice League. And then he adds elements of his own Batman theme in there. And he grabs elements of John Williams' original Superman theme and throws it in there. He's pretty brilliant as a musician. Right. So he puts all that stuff in there and takes it over. But the film got decent reviews from regular people. But the reviewers savaged it. And now part of the problem is that DC wanted the film kept within two hours. And maybe if they let it go for another half hour, it would have been okay. The problem I see with, uh, with DC and their movies is that they're trying to do too much. They're trying to take the movie t- movies too seriously, and they feel like they need to be much darker than they are as, as comic book properties. But I think you see, need- that's the reverse of the TV shows. I mean, yeah. Arrow is pretty dark, but Legends of Tomorrow is a funny romp. They have a good time. For one season, Flash got a little dark. Now it's lightened up again. Supergirl is kind of dark this year because she's faced off against Rain, this world mm-hmm. killer from the comics. And I don't want to tell you right. what's happened, but you probably read about it. She was beaten to a pulp by Rain, mm-hmm. Supergirl, and she's in a coma. And when they come back after the mid-season finale, obviously she then meets the Legion of Superheroes, which is famous from the comic books, by the way. Right. And they will help her defeat Rain. But the thing is here, what they were saying here with the comparison of Justice League versus the Arrowverse crossover is that they were better shows. The special effects were pretty decent for TV shows because they can do that now. But more important, you really got into the character development a lot more. And each show extolled the virtues of its individual characters, gave them places to shine, had elements that still related to the seasons of each series. So it had, of course, the wedding in Flash. Mm -hmm. Barry Island and Iris West. They get married. What about Oliver Queen and Felicity Smoke? What about Supergirl getting off the fact that her boyfriend, Monel, ended up marrying this other person because he was away for seven years and because of the time slip, it was only seven months to her? 
All the things from the individual shows of the season so far were kept in the crossover where they met Nazi versions of themselves. I really like how DC does TV shows. Why can't they do that in the movies? And the other thing that bothers me also is that you establish an actor as Flash on TV. Grant mm-hmm. Gustin. The movie's got a totally different actor. He's really good, but he plays Flash more like a, like a nerd. Why do you yes. do that? You have, oh, because they wanted him to be like Spider-Man. Exactly. They wanted him to be a Spider-Man character, this ultimate nerd, a younger guy, instead of a police scientist. But then you have Henry Cavill, who is a perfectly representable Superman. At least he has the look of it. But he plays Clark Kent like a dullard. Whereas you hire this actor from Teen Wolf, Tyler Hoechlin, to play Superman in the DC Comics show on TV for Supergirl. Mm -hmm. And he's a perfect Superman. You know, he's in the spirit of Christopher Reeve. His Clark Kent is not as goofy. But he has a perfect presence. You accept him as Superman. He has the sense of humor from the comics. Even more so than Christopher Reeve displayed. He's a perfect Superman. Yes, he, he feels, even though he's Kryptonian, he feels human. Right, and the Clark Kent is perfect. And you wonder, what if he was in the movie? And how is the public supposed to react to that? You got Superman on TV, a different actor playing Superman in the movies. All right? Now, I don't know what they're going to do with Batman. Of course, we've had two Batman actors in the movies in just in recent years. We had Christian Bale and now Ben Affleck, and he may be on the outs. We have two guys playing Flash. See, this is where DC needs to mimic Marvel more closely. Because when Marvel crosses over between television and movies, they use the same actors. So you don't have this weird confusion. You don't have these characters that are one thing in one place and something different somewhere else. It's a, it's a totally unified universe. That's what DC should have done as well. And they decided not to. So now we have this weird television DC thing and movie DC thing. The television thing is clearly superior to the movie thing. Melissa Benoist has done movies. I don't think Grant Gustin has done movies, but, you know, they're all good actors. Could do it. So, Jeff Gamut, please tell our listeners, if they want to know more of what you do, with or without your personal lightsaber, where do they go? <laughs> well, they can go over to MacObserver.com, where you can find what I write along with a lot of other really talented people. And you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Jay Gamut. Same thing on Instagram. Right now, I'm doing a, a Lego advent calendar every day. So a new little Lego build every day for you up to December 24th. If you're into Lego, of course. If you're into Lego, of course. But really, who isn't? If you're into Twitter, you can find us 288 characters now. If you look for Tech Night Owl, look for Tech Night Owl on Twitter. You can also find Gene Steinberg on Facebook, the guy with the red plaid shirt. That's me. We also have another radio show about UFOs and things that go bump in the night called The Paracast at Paracast.com. Our guest this week is Alejandro Rojas, and he's one of the guiding lights behind an event called the International UFO Congress, which takes place near Scottsdale, Arizona, every February. And we talk about that and all the really interesting people who are going to be there from different countries even. Paracast.com. 
And don't forget, Tech Night Owl Plus at plus.technightowl.com. That's plus.technightowl.com. We give you a version of this show without the network ads. Better quality audio. And that's one thing this new version of Skype that's so flaky gives you is a little bit better quality audio than the previous version, believe it or not. You get that for a low subscription rate. If you go to plus.technightowl.com, plus.technightowl.com, and the new version of our forum software is hopefully going to give us more ways to pay, not just PayPal and credit cards via PayPal. We'll let you know. Plus.technightowl.com. Jeff Gamet, thanks for joining us in the Tech Night Owl Live. Thanks for having me. It's always so much fun to get to talk with you. The Tech Night Owl Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel.